Greetings in Jesus' name. Good to be here. Praise the Lord. I think we could go home with what we heard already, but I guess the Lord has some more for us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, God is good. God is good to us. Greetings to all you visitors. Good to have you here with us since our group is a little smaller this morning. Uh, I think before I go into the me- or yeah, before I go into the message here, I just wanted to comment a little bit on Luke's opening there on the proper understanding of God is wisdom. And there is something about understanding God that is so important even when we are in the midst of battles. I don't know if you got it or not, but uh, uh, as far as the whole aspect there, of when we, when we get hit, having a proper understanding of God will help us then. And Luke brought that out. But I just, it's probably because it's something that has been, uh, I had to think of the verse in Hebrews there where it says, uh, talking there about the children of Israel, and I said this many times, but it fits here very well, that God was grieved with the children of Israel because they didn't understand His ways. And therefore, they ended up in unbelief. So, if we understand God in the right way, it'll help us. So, I really appreciated those thoughts very much. If you look at it on the aspect of uh, fighting the battles of life, fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. Well, I wasn't on this morning for the, uh, for the main message. Daryl was on and he asked me whether I would trade with him. So I was kind of looking forward to a couple more weeks to prepare. <laughs> but I have something on my heart that the Lord has been, uh, that has it's been on my heart, but as far as having the time that I feel like I should have had, uh, yeah. So bear with me a little bit on that. Um, yeah. And I will say I don't feel qualified in, in sharing what I'm sharing this morning, but it's something deep, or how should I say deep, or close to the heart of God. <clears throat> And it's found in Jesus' high priestly prayer. But I think before we do that, or before we go into it, let's just, uh, if we could, pause for a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we come to you again this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for being our Father. Thank you for being our God. Jesus, thank you for being our Savior, for coming and laying down your life for each one of us so that we could have life eternal. Lord, we just love you. We praise you. We worship you this morning. Thank you, Lord, already for what we have heard, God, in the opening there, the children's lesson, Lord, as far as letting our light shine. And God, we know, we know that if we Give in to discouragement, Lord, that our light will not shine. 
Father, help us, dear God, to understand you properly, to understand your ways, Lord. Oh, God, Father, that we would not, how should I say, give in to discouragement, but Lord, that we would fight the good fight of faith, God, and lay hold of you. Oh, Father, trusting you, believing you. God, you're a good God, Father. We thank you that all things do work together for good to those who love the Lord. And Father, now we pray too for the, the, uh, the message here, God. Oh, Father, I pray for your blessing upon your word. I pray, God, for your, your uh, spirit, Father, to be here. Lord, I pray, God, for you just to give me grace to share clearly, Father. Oh, God, I pray for your, for your help in this, Lord. God, we look to you. We thank you for your precious word this morning, God. Thank you for my brothers and sisters here this morning and, and those that cannot be here. Father, we pray, yes, bless Daryl's God with his dad having passed away. Be with them, Lord. Bless them, God. And others that are not here, Father, the group over in Haiti, Lord, bless them too this morning, we pray. Oh, Father, and others that are not here for different reasons, Lord. We pray, God, that you would bless each and every one. Lord, we, we just thank you again for your goodness towards us. Thank you, Father, for, for your mercies that are new even again this morning, Lord. We thank you. I pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, the title is that we may be one. That we may be one. And uh, I want to read out of John 17. Uh, I don't think I'll read the whole chapter I was kind of planning to, but I think we'll just kind of break in because it's more the latter part of what what we want. Uh, but I thought before I, yeah, I'd just like to give a little bit of a layout of where I'm going with this. The title is that they may be one. And Jesus had that in his high priestly prayer. He prayed that uh, they may be one. And to bring it home to us here this morning that we may be one even as him Jesus and the father are one God wants us to be one is that possible to be that close to be that one even as God and Jesus are one the Holy Spirit the Godhead they are one <clears throat> So the title is that they may be one, and then we want to look at Jesus' prayer to be one, and why he wants us to be one, and number three, what hinders us to be one, number four, what we need to be one, number five, what being one will do. So that's where I'm going this morning. 
And of course, some of these points, I'm going to probably point number one, looking at Jesus' prayer there, as far as being one, is, is I'm going to spend more time on that than I will on some of these others. But then the other one is point uh, uh, four, is what we need. Those two points, I have probably more... Uh, um, thoughts on in some of the others, but I just thought it would be good for us to look at it in this, in this way this morning. <clears throat> so let's go to John chapter 17. Um, John chapter 17. Let's start reading at verse 11. I think we'll break in there. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I am come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now come And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. And I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them. Through thy truth, thy word is truth. And thou hast sent, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they All may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world." O righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I will declare unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Praise God for his word this morning. So the first point is to look at Jesus' prayer to be one. Jesus here was praying, and he had a burden. He had a burden. 
for his, for the church, that they would be one. And the question comes to me and to you, do I, do you um, have that burden? Do I, do you have that burden that the church is one? The way we read it here in Matthew, or Matthew, John chapter 17. There is a lot in here, but yeah, the question is, or Jesus had a burden here that we would be one, the church would be one. And I know I have looked at this already as far as the church worldwide. And when you start looking at it through those eyes while your head can spin. But I'd like for us this morning just to think about us here as a church. How does this, what Jesus is saying here this morning, how does this thing play out here at Zion Christian Fellowship? this prayer that Jesus prayed to His heavenly Father, while before He went to the cross, He prayed this prayer that they may be one, that we may be one. Not individuals, not Luke here, Vernon here, Daryl there, um, um, sorry, brother, your name's not coming to me. <laughs> Help me out. Dean, there we go. Dean or Arlen or anyone else. That we all live in our separate places. But yet we come together Sunday morning. But yet we're kind of. We live here, we live there, and we do. We live in our separate houses. We live in our separate places. But are we one is the thing that we're looking at this morning. And I just want to lift this thing up. And I, I, uh, I was talking to somebody and, and uh, kind of along these lines, and, and I, I think more the, the idea was given where you're shooting pretty high. But isn't this what Jesus died for? He did not only die that we can go to heaven. He also died for the church. That we would be one. That we would be one. And the question could be asked, what is it to be one? And so as I was trying to get all everything down so I don't have a mixed up message here this morning, but that kept coming coming to me or as I was maybe a little bit more pondering it later, as I had things laid out, what is it really to be one? What is it to be one? 
So I just leave that there for us to consider. Is, it, is this possible that we, that I can be one with my brothers like Jesus and the Father are one? Is that possible? Do you think God's heart has changed? Well, we live in 2019. Do <laughs> you think God's heart has changed? Well, you know, we do read in the Old Testament that God winked at because of, uh, yeah, certain reasons there. Do you think God has changed His mind about the church? Jesus, do you think Jesus would pray different today than He did before He went to the cross? Jesus, I believe, still is praying. I mean, we read that in Romans where He is interceding for us. Uh, He is praying to the Father that we would be one. Even as Him and the Father are one. That we would be one. I like to read some verses. Uh, Romans, the first one here is Romans fifteen six, that they may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans fifteen six. And let me just integrate the the, the 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 title of the message again: that they may be one. Next one. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13.11 Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Philippians 1.27 Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Philippians 2.2 Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being a one accord of one mind. What is it to be of one mind? What is it to be one? 1 First, first Peter 3.8 Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love us, brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Finally, this is the last verse I have here. I thought it's interesting that it says, Finally, be ye all of one mind, Having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. God wants us to be one. God wants us to be one, not individualistic, but one. And this whole thing of uh, individualistic, individualism, Whatever term you want to use there, 
We're all born with it. We are. We're born with this individualistic, if you will, um, um, drive. It does say uh, in, uh, maybe this is, I think it's still connected, that in the last days, perilous times shall come because men shall be lovers of their own selves. We like to do what we do. We like, to, we like things our way. That's just human nature. But may we allow God and, and praise God that God has done that in our lives, those of us who have been born again, that that, that old man, if you will, has been slain. But we still live in this body of flesh and we still war against the flesh that wants to still up, stick up its ugly head, if you will. <clears throat> that they may be one. <clears throat> what is it to be one? <clears throat> well, let's go to, I have another uh, passage here I like to read. Isaiah uh, 60, 62. And this chapter came back in full force as I was looking at this. I know years ago, I used to pray over this. And I don't know if I knew exactly, and I probably still don't, but, but there's something here very precious. And it, to me, it connects with Jesus' prayer, John chapter 17, prayer. But here he says, uh, Math, Isaiah chapter 62, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be turned forsaken neither thy land any more termed desolate, but thy, thou shalt be called Hezbollah and thy land Beulah, for the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee, and as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night, Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent, and give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem or Zion a praise in the earth. I'll cease reading there. But here, Isaiah had a vision and a zeal for the church. And it doesn't say there about being one, but I believe the, if we read uh, verse uh, 1 and 2, it actually brings out, how should I say, the fruit of being one, if I can say it that way. You follow me? Are you with me, brothers?
Okay, well, let's go to Acts chapter 4 yet on this point. Acts chapter 4, verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And now you're asking, brother, where are you going? Well, let's don't let's not get hung up on the uh, the thing here of uh, the where maybe some have gone to extreme with one pocket where the the the, the church has one pocketbook. <clears throat> but the thing that stood out to me in this verse is this: was his own. Well, let me read the context here or the the verse. Uh, Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. Was his own. No individualistic spirit there. Do we see that? There is no individualistic spirit there. They were one. They were one. Any of the things which he possessed was his own. Is there something there that helps us to understand what it is to be one? I think there is. I think there is. Okay. Point number two I have is why he wants us to be one. Let's go back to uh, John 17 again. And uh, John 17, 23, I in them and thou in me that they may be perfect in one that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast Loved me. So what is it saying there? Why does he want us to be one? That the world may know. That the world may know that Jesus came. Does the world know that Jesus came into your life, my sister, my brother? When you go out into the world, does the world know by your life that Jesus has come to you? Trying to make it practical here. That's a question for us. Why does Jesus want us to be one? So that the world will know. And of course, when I, what I said there was maybe you could say that that is a little bit more on even a little bit more on an individualistic uh, concept. But what about where the world knows? That Jesus came because they know how we love each other here as a body, as a congregation. Are we able to connect with that? 
And we can, uh, we can quote that verse in, uh, in John uh, 13 where he says, A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye love one another as I have loved you. There's more to that verse. That ye also love one another. And then the next verse is, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So, is it important to be one? I think it is. I think it is very important that we are one. That we are one. So that the world will know that Jesus came. And there, that's in verse 23. And then we have uh, verse 21 says it's a little bit different. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. So does it matter what our testimony is as a, as, a, uh, as a church? It definitely does. It definitely does. And as I was pondering this, uh, or meditating on this and even preparing, you know, I am sad where I have hindered this oneness. I am sad. I am, can I even say, greed. I want, I want Jesus' prayer, if you will, to be fulfilled. Or that, 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 yes. And I'm not saying that we don't have, have it here. I don't want to give that impression. But there is, there is more for us. Much more, I believe. There's much more. <clears throat> That they may be one. Jesus' prayer was that they may be one, that we may be one. So that the world may know that Jesus came. Point number three, what hinders? What hinders us to be one? What hinders us to be one? Well, that's not very hard. But uh, I just wrote down here a couple things. Pride, selfishness, wanting my own way, sin, unbrokenness, unsanctified life. Could be maybe a couple different ways to say that. And the one there on pride is, is we need to be humble. Am I humble? Before God and before my brothers, am I humble? If I'm not humble, that will hinder oneness. Very much so. And to make give a real graphic illustration here, we know that pride and God don't don't mix. Remember, Jesus. And the Father are one. There is no impurity. There is no sin. 
There is no self. There is, it's holy. It's pure. And when there's any aspect of pride or selfishness or sin or unbrokenness or an unsanctified area in our life, if you will, that hinders oneness. That hinders oneness in the body. Can we be one? Yes, we can be. Praise God. We can be one. But it takes, and I, I, on this point of uh, being sanctified, I, I, I noticed here in, in, in John 17 where Jesus said in verse 19, For thy sakes I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Jesus sanctified Himself so that we might be sanctified. Are you being sanctified? Are you being the in the the process of allowing God to sanctify you more and more and more with what Luke shared this morning about facing challenges of life. I believe God allows those things because, and I was reminded the children of Israel, I don't know if I can get the the wording together there, but uh, where God allowed them those tests to show them what really was in their heart. And when we are tested, it not only shows others, but it also shows us where we are really at in our heart. It exposes us. And then what do we do? We can either close our ears or our eyes or whatever to to that revelation, or we can say, Lord, I have a need here. Help me. Lord, Take this thing out of my heart. And can I say in light of the message that they may be one, that because I want the church of Jesus Christ to be one, I want the church to be a beautiful, glorious church like we read there in Isaiah chapter 62. And I will not rest. Whenever I see those things coming up in my life, I will not rest till till God somehow, by us humbling ourselves and crying out to God to to where that thing is gone. Why? So that we or that they may be one. One. Even as God and the Father are one, Jesus' prayer is for us, can I even say here this morning, is that we would be one. Praise God. So let us allow God to sanctify us. You know, uh, years ago, uh, we were more with the, the whole aspect of the Pentecostal teaching on, on the... On the on the uh, on the aspect of uh, uh, the second work of grace, and and I believe in many works of grace, by the way, but uh, but it, it gave you the idea that if I once I get this thing, why I'm 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 never going to have trials. I mean, everything is going to be great and hungry dory. 
Well, that's, that's, a, that's a wrong, wrong view. <clears throat> so the, 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 the thing here is, is you know, uh, can we get such a, a work of God to where we don't need continual sanctification? The answer is no. We need the continual sanctifying uh, work of God upon our hearts. <clears throat> so may we allow God to change us. What hinders us? What hinders us? What hinders to be one? Pride, selfishness, wanting my own way, sin, unbrokenness, unsanctified life. We need humility. Point number four is what we need to be one. What we need to be one. What do we need to be one? Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. I like to read here. uh, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies fulfill you my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of his servant and was made in the likeness of men and being fat. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Well, this is definitely on humility. Jesus humbled himself and became obedient even unto the death of the cross. But the point here is what we need, what we need to be one. And what I want to bring out here is, is, is to have the mind of Christ. Verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. What for mind was in Christ? If I can say it that way. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. <clears throat> What do we need to be one? The mind of Christ. I believe there's only one way to be one. To have the mind of Christ, no other mind will work. That's saying it pretty straightforward. Only one way to be one. To have the mind of Christ. And what I mean by that is, is that our mind or our heart or our thinking is lined up with the mind of Christ. I mean, that's pretty simple. But yet, 
You know, we find ourselves in places sometimes where we are not aligning ourselves up, if you will, with the mind of Christ. And I, I like this chapter here. Um, as I was reading it here, I don't know if I can bring, my, bring my, what I saw here as I was looking at it. <clears throat> Let's just read it again. Uh, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now we have this next verse. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of his servant and was made in the likeness of men. He humbled himself. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ. It takes humility to be one. Verse 2, it says, Fulfill you my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being one accord of one mind. Having the mind of Christ. And like I said, you know, this gives us, a, it, it is a picture or a Christ here. He humbled himself. And that's what we need is humility. When we, um, I guess to bring it down home, when we value our brother, when we value our brother, where his thought may be, we think, is lower than my thought, my idea. That takes humility, doesn't it? To, to hear him, to hear him out. Maybe he's not seeing it all right, but it takes humility to hear him. And that's kind of what I saw here, how, how Jesus humbled himself. He could have said something to the extent like, but I am Jesus, I am the Son of God, to come down here to these men? Do I have to come down so low to my brothers? Do I have to come down and... and uh, do you get the picture? To come down? I'm not saying... And, and even here, Jesus. He came down, but He did not. How should I say? He did not compromise. Just to be clear here, to where we don't just come down to the lowest denominator or to the lowest thing just because we want to uh, 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 honor or respect our brother. But here, 
The whole point is, is to have the mind of Christ. How can we be one? If we don't have the mind of Christ, it won't work. If we have the mind of Christ, it will work. It will work. I don't know if I should say this or not. Have you ever felt like someone wanted to push their view on you? Your first reaction is to react. What would the mind of Christ do? What would the mind of Christ do? That's the question. That's, that's, yeah, that's the question. What would the mind of Christ do? I believe it would hear, it would listen, it would try to understand the other's point of view. That's my, my, uh, my thoughts. <clears throat> what would Jesus do? What would the mind of Christ do? And I know I have failed in this, but I want to have the mind of Christ in every situation. May we be encouraged this morning to have the mind of Christ. Why? So that we may be one. Okay, the other, the point five is what uh, being one will do. <clears throat> what being one will do. And I just jotted a couple things down here this morning. And of course, oneness is harmony. Maybe we th- should think of music, of singing, of a song. Some of you are song leaders. Some of you are very musically inclined. I, I like to sing and make a joyful noise. But I also like to hear a song that is very well sang, that is perfect harmony. There is a, there is a perfect harmony. What will oneness do? There will be a perfect harmony. And I heard of a, a song that a group sang. And it went something like this. They were singing this song. And the song became quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter to the point, I think, where we didn't hear it anymore. Talk about, talk about uh, harmony. Singing a beautiful song. What will oneness do? There will be a song that we're not actually singing literally, but it will be heard. Praise God. Praise God. I want it. I want it. And whatever I need to do, am I willing to do whatever? Am I willing to do whatever? I trust I am, I trust you are, so that that beautiful song can be heard. Praise God. Perfect harmony. And then another thing, it brings glory to God. And we we read here in John, we read here in John, 
17. And I, I'm not sure all what Jesus is saying here about His glory, but it's in here about uh, verse 22. He says, And the glory which Thou gavest Me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. Now, when I read that, I get the picture. He gives us that glory so that we can be one. And I'm kind of uh, taking it the other way where or bring it out here in the end here that oneness will bring glory. So first of all, we need God's glory to be one. But then when we are one, it brings glory too. Does that make sense? <laughs> and, and, uh, and again, my, I go back to Isaiah 62. Sixty-two, verse two: And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. God's glory. What comes out of oneness? God's glory. Another point: It brings heaven to earth. I say that right. It brings heaven on earth, if you will. Jesus pray or uh, the the Lord's prayer says, "Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven." Is that just for the future? You know, when the the, the new Jerusalem will come down out of heaven, <clears throat> is it just for that, or is it for us now, as uh, uh, as far as a church and in light of what we're talking about? Yes, uh, not to give an unclear picture. Even Jesus said that in His prayer there that we are in this world, but we're not of it. We live in this world, but we're not of it. There is turmoil. There is fighting. There is hatred. There is Killing, there is murder out there in the world, but not in the church of Jesus Christ. Praise God. But you know, we live in this earthly body and we can give in to those seeds, if you will, that we would not, we are non resistant people. We would not take up a gun and go to war. But What about relating to one another? How do we relate to one another? And I I don't feel like we do that here, praise God. I don't feel like we do that here. But yet, you know, if we're honest, there can be times where maybe there's a little bit of that there. And when we see it, brothers, let us just Be aware there's something there that shouldn't be there. Let's do what it takes to take care of it. And go on. And praise God. Why? So that we can be one. That they may be one. That the world may know that Jesus came. Putting in, yes. That the world may know. That the world may know that Jesus came. It also says in Matthew, he said that uh, 
Thou shalt call His name Jesus, for He shall take away the sin of His people. Am I, did I quote that right? Thou shalt call His name Jesus, for He shall save His people from their sins. Yes. Uh, thou shalt call His name Jesus. Will the world know when we are one, the world will know that Jesus came. Sin will be taken care of, praise God. Sin will be taken care of. <clears throat> okay, we're winding up here. Well, this is the last point, but I did have some closing thoughts in yet. That they may be one. What being one will do, that's what we looked at. A beautiful song, perfect harmony, brings glory to God, brings heaven to earth. No self, no sin. Perfect oneness. Perfect oneness. Mm. Praise God. Closing comments. Let us go home and allow God to sanctify us in any area of our life that hinders us from keep helping the church be one. And I'm saying that to myself this morning. I'm not just saying that to you this morning. Let us go home and allow God to sanctify us in any area of our life that hinders us from helping the church be one. We heard this probably already, making the world a better place. You know, I have, I have, uh, I forget when it was a month ago or a couple months ago when in my, in my devotional time where this kind of just came to me, the whole aspect of, you know, going into the day and yes, you might not be able to lead that soul to Christ, but you can, maybe you see that he's burdened down. You can give him a smile. You can give him a word. You can give him something that will make his day better. And you just might, by doing that, God might just use you to touch that heart in such a way that he will come to the Lord Jesus. Making the world a better place. Making the church a beautiful place. When we are one. <clears throat> and John 13, he says, A new commandment I give unto you, and I quote it already, that ye love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples by the love that ye have one for another. Let us be encouraged to love each other to be able to hear each other. And probably the main, if I can underscore the main thing, because it's probably something that God is working, a deeper work in my own heart. You know, when there is, if you will, you don't maybe understand each other. And what tends to happen is the walls go up. This wall or this point gets stronger and this point gets stronger. So what do you do in the natural? Automatically, you need to have more ammunition to prove your point. So you get even stronger. So this side here realizes what's happening. So this, 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 this one gets stronger. And you see what happens when you allow that thing to keep going like that? Well, I would like to crush that thing this morning. And I would like to say that if, there is, if that happens... What is, what should we do? 
We should hear and try to understand what this brother is saying. Try to understand his point. Even if we don't agree with it. Try to understand at least what he is saying. And then this brother needs to do the same to this brother. Try to understand. What are you saying, brother? I really want to hear your heart. And if those two brothers can do that, what is the answer? I believe the answer will be oneness. The other one will be, we know what happens with those type of things. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples by the love that you have one for another. That thing there is not that. But this thing here is. Do you agree with me, brothers? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, God bless you. I shared my heart. And like I said, I am still learning. I want to grow. I want all that God has for me, for us. I am jealous for the testimony of the church of Jesus Christ, the testimony of Zion Christian Fellowship. And uh, so, and I had wanted to say, maybe in the beginning I should have said it, as far as all that I said, don't apply that to somebody else. Apply it. Try to get it. Try to get it how this thing applies to, to me. How this thing, uh, yeah. Because what happens is, when we do the other thing, we think of, I hope this one is listening, or I hope this one is listening, that type of thing. Then, then again, we're not, we're not hearing. We're not seeing, Lord, what is my uh, responsibility? What do I need to do to make this thing work? Amen. Okay, well, I, gotta, I had pretty more closing thoughts than I was going to have, so God bless you. I'll turn the time over to Pete. <clears throat> Mm-hmm.